passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. everyone and welcome to a special bonus edition of post Perez here at uh, postwrestling.com my name is WH Park and this is kind of a, a new idea I thought I'd try is try to do a second episode of post Perez uh, every month uh, of course the main episode will be the one I do with John Pollock and then I, I'll get a, a rotating guest of of a co-host with me every month uh, to do the uh, a second show like a maybe a, like a the second week after two weeks after the show I do with John. So here we are. This is our our first attempt at this. And and joining me today, uh, my first co-host in this in this special spot is uh, is a n- name and a voice familiar to many people who listen to Post Perez. And it's the uh, Mud Show Outlaw himself, Joey. Bay. <laughs> Hey WH, how you doing? I'm good. Yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Yoroshiku onegaishimasu. Yes. We we already do it better than the uh, English commentary team in New Japan. <laughs> I well, besides Chris, of course. Well, I I and there's no no slander against Chris, but I, I do think Chris tries to maintain his uh his British accent when he speaks Japanese, whereas I try to affect my 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 Japanese accent. <laughs> I'm I'm nowhere near that level yet. <laughs> no, I thought you said Yoroshiku onegaishimasu pretty well. Like you know. Thank you. Genki desu ka? Ah, genki desu. Genki desu ka? Ma, jotto ne. Ano, watashi no, ano, shigoto wa, ano, ishikoshi desu. Hai, isogashi desu ne. Taihen desu ne. So, anyways, people are like wondering what the fuck we're talking about, but I just said work has been busy, you know, so it's uh, been tiring. You too? Yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. So anyways, there's your free Japanese lesson, everyone. You should be thanking me and Joey here for providing such great service to all of you out there listening to uh, post-ProRes bonus here. But but Joey, like we're, we're going to be talking about quite a few topics uh, that, uh, you know, things that have happened since the last time I did a show, which was with John, which was uh, about two weeks ago. And uh, how have you been keeping up with uh, your wrestling? Oh man, it's been tough lately, but honestly, uh, at my core, I am a completionist. So when I throw on a random show, it doesn't even matter if I care, like I have to start at the beginning, but I've been trying 
to stray away from that method recently and just stick with the key matches on cards and then look around for, you know, opinions of those that I respect and, you know, out on Twitter or yourself or uh, the spirit or B McCooley. He's a, he's a good, good shout uh, or Alan or the voices of wrestling guys, of course, um, to, to, you know, clue me in on anything else that I might miss, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty much just, you know, watching the, the key matches from every day, especially like the new Japan cup. Um, you know, you're not missing much on those undercards. You just no. skip right ahead to the, uh, to the main matches and just uh, stop wasting your time. Essentially. <laughs> I feel I'm, I'm less angry about new Japan. If I just skip the undercard and just watch uh, the main event matches or like for the new Japan cup, I just watched, I, I didn't even watch all the cup matches to be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't bother with like, Oh, it's Toriano versus so-and-so. No, that I'm not, what was that? Like, was it Toro Yano versus evil or something? I remember Yano and, and, uh, Fale was round one. Uh, and then, yeah, like, yeah, no. And then I think, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, the next round was evil and, and, uh, and Yano. Yeah. I, I have no need to watch anything with Yano and Fale or fucking evil. So I like, I just thought to myself <laughs> for my sanity and like, and I have to watch this stuff and, but I can't watch the whole show. There's, there's no point because there's nothing, there's nothing that's going to happen. That's interesting or worth talking about on the undercard for the most part, you know? So, and there's like shows out there that are, that are exclusively talking about new Japan. that can, that can cover that way better than I can. <laughs> Definitely. You know? So we'll 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 leave it to, to those shows. They do a way better job and 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 they're welcome to cover entire cards of New Japan shows. I'm not gonna do that. I and but to be fair, I'm the same way with like pro wrestling Noah and for the and I can be that way for a lot of all Japan recently. So I just get to the main matches for for a lot of shows now. It, it saves my sanity and I don't really have the time or the willpower to stay like to, to focus three hours on a single company's wrestling show. Yeah. There's just too much at this point. <laughs> I mean, I, I hate to be that person because I never thought I'd be that person, but uh, you know, the backlogs can only grow to a certain extent until you just have to abandon ship and just, you know, pick and choose what you're watching. <laughs> you know, there's, there's some people out there that are crazy and, or, or you know, I, I commend them for the work that they do and the viewing that they do, but you know, you have to be like a specific type of person to, to really just be a catch all for all wrestling. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you have to have a, a much stronger passion for it than, than I have anymore. You know, I still love it and I still like talking about it and watching it, but I, I just have other hobbies and things I'd rather watch than like three hours of like a niche pan show anymore. Yeah. So I, I need to rewatch the office for like the 18th or 19th time so well that's why you got that's why you told me you got peacock right not for the wd because this is way before the oh, WWE yeah, I, network was migrating over there yeah i'm a i'm a day one subscriber to peacock uh as soon as the office uh left netflix and went to peacock i'm like dude i gotta go to the peacock because they got the extra they got all the bloopers they got you know extended episodes all the deleted scenes and whatnot so yeah so basically the, they have like the entire dvd collection then on on the peacock network yeah, my hopes are they, they put up, not to stray away from wrestling talk for too long, but uh, they put up uh, extended cuts with five extra minutes uh, added to every episode of season three of The Office. And it's just, it's stuff that like wasn't edited in like like deleted scenes or anything. It was like actual stuff that I'd never seen before. So um, that was just worth it for that for that alone. And then, 
you know, the WWE network coming over is just honestly seeing what everybody on Twitter has been saying. I haven't looked into it yet, but it seems like a dumpster fire. I mean, we're losing a lot of stuff, uh, good and bad. Yeah. (laughs) But well, I mean, I'm, I'm in Canada. So, Oh yeah. So, uh, you know, like I'm going to reveal something if you don't mind is that when you signed up for Peacock. So basically I, because of like, I, you know, last you know like sometime last year i lost my job in japan so like i thought i gotta cut some expenses so i said well i'm gonna cut you know and new japan wasn't running so i thought i'm gonna cut the the my new japan world subscription and then i i contacted you and i said you know i'm gonna do this and you're like you're like oh you can use my login and so i was using your login and then you signed up for the peacock network and then i was like oh your login doesn't work anymore (laughs) interesting was this re- recently then or no but like i mean the- like for the new japan world because like you canceled it right oh yes 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 i, yeah, I but you you said peacock so i uh well for peacock so i'm in canada so i think i still have access to everything through your w network oh that's awesome <laughs> like because you gave me your login for the w network i don't care if like they hear this fuck you WWE. <laughs> you're not getting any fucking blood money from me <laughs> anyways but like i think i probably like if I wanted to watch all the the problematic racist bullshit that that exists in the entirety of the history of the WWE, not that I want to, but if I want, if I if I had to for research purposes, I could probably <laughs> still do that. You know, like Roddy Piper made probably a lot of things with Hulk Hogan, things like that. You know, yeah, WrestleMania six with the go. half black face and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I and honestly, I I do enjoy the wwe network um i i'm one of those people uh, i grew up in the 90s early 2000s as my like wheelhouse for raw and smackdown and stuff so some nights i'll just throw on a random raw or smackdown and not being able to do that now is is pretty frustrating but i think i'll 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 make it through this hard time i think i'll be okay in the long run just just do vpn yeah that's true i i just don't know how that works through like I'm not savvy enough to like rig up my Roku's and, and things of that nature with a VPN. Um, and I think then, there's like tutorials out there on the internet, on YouTube and I'll, stuff like that. I'll have to look into it. Listen, but, if if you, if, if you're listening to this and you know how to do this shit, get, get Joey, a, you know, a, a message over on fucking Twitter <laughs> there. All right. Like he's, you can find him through me. All right. We're going to, he's going to throw out his Twitter handle. If you know what, how the fuck to figure this shit out send a message to joey and like give him a tutorial all right work him, work him through this shit hey we are providing a service to these listeners if they know how to help help set up a vpn so you can watch all the problematic bullshit of the last 50 years of the wb network why not why not <laughs> well, I, I appreciate anybody who reaches out with any any tips or or tutorials so thank yeah. you in advance <laughs> but, but we're not here to talk about this is uh post perez not post problematic so we're gonna we're gonna move back to uh you know uh, japan so we're also talk- we're gonna talk about the uh, will osprey the priestly well angling. we're we are we're gonna talk about that but first i just want to get your your overall thoughts about uh the new japan cup what did you think of it as as a tournament as a whole i honestly felt reinvigorated uh in terms of my enjoyment of new japan just like solely watching the tournament matches like like we said um i just even with the clap crowds i just had a blast following this tournament i that like you i did skip one day the the day one matches for uh, i think it was jay white and hanare and then whoever else was on that day (laughs) i skipped that show everything else i i watched through and 
and thoroughly enjoyed, honestly. Like, I, I thought it was a fun tournament to keep up with. Let me let me give you, a, uh, you know, like, I didn't watch that match either, but I can, I can pretty much guess what happened. Jay White went to the outside for several minutes, uh, a couple <laughs> of times. Uh, uh, Ghetto distracted Hanare. Uh, there may or may not have been a ball shot. Uh, I'll, I'll, you know, that may or may not have happened. I don't know if, like, he would bust that out for Hanare. Uh, and then, uh, you know, there was an extended, like, reversal sequence. And then, you know, Jay White hit the uh, fucking Blade Runner and, and pinned poor Hinare. There you go. Like, I just saved you, you know, 15 minutes of your life that you'll never get back. Then yeah, no, I'll just have to believe you because I'm never going to go back and actually watch it. But yeah. on, on the topic of Jay White, I did enjoy his run. And then even the uh, just the main event six-man tags that he was in on the last few nights. Um, I'm usually kind of in line with, with your thinking of just, you know, he's – he's very patterned. Um, but I've, I've really thought like he, he stepped up the the personality bit of his character, um, throughout this tournament. And I, I really enjoyed him like the pinch in the fat of Tanahashi's belly to kind of like show off that, you know, he's in better shape and, and just little things like that. And like talking and how he kind of manipulates the crowd throughout matches. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it this, this time around for I, whatever reason. I, I think I'll probably, start enjoying jay white's matches when he becomes a baby face he yeah yeah i mean young lion jay white uh was incredible so <laughs> it's only yeah, a matter I, of time i, I just i just on. feel like you know new japan doesn't know how like they're all their 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 way of like presenting heels is like through a filter of like ghetto like this is his image instead of like this is what i imagine a heel is like but but it's like you know you know it's like what am I trying to think of? It's like if you went if you went to Japan and said, make a Bugs Bunny cartoon. I, I don't think they could do a faithful recreation of Bugs Bunny cartoon. They would have to make it like a Japanese anime. You know sure. what I mean? And it, and it's their own version, but I don't think it would be exactly what you would be expecting. Do you know what I mean? So I feel that way with heels. Like it's not just Jay White. I feel that way with evil. I feel that way with like Osprey as a heel as well. So it's weird, but I, like, I'll sh- I'll share the sentiment that I overall like I've been very down on New Japan, but I felt the New Japan Cup, especially like the the start and the the, the middle, and was really invigorated my uh, my interest in back into the company, and especially like the run that that Shingo Takagi had, and I just think he's the best wrestler in all of Japan and, and maybe in the entire world in 2021. Yeah, the guy's incredible. I mean, I not to uh, step on. Uh, friend of the show case lowe's foot but like he uh he really is up there with like one of the greatest in-ring wrestlers of all time i mean he's just he hits on every level and he has been since i mean shoot i the first time i saw shingo wrestle live was uh 2007 at a ring of honor show in chicago against uh takeshi morishima and um i had seen his work on his excursion prior to that match i think that was actually his last match in the States before he went back to Dragon Gate. But like seeing that in person, like ever since then, I've just been, you know, I can't say a bad thing about Shingo. And if you can, you're wrong objectively. <laughs> He's incredible. Well, it's like Seven sailing me saying to me, you know, Jumbo Saruta wasn't really a good wrestler. Like, <laughs> you're, you're, you're objectively stupid if you think yeah. that. Okay. Like, do you want to tell me, like, you know, I, you can have, you can debate the merits of someone like, oh, I don't know, like Masahiro Chono. Or, 
you know, like Ricky Choshu, sure. Okay. But if you say to me, Jumbo Saruta wasn't really that good of a wrestler, you're you're out of your mind. Like same <laughs> thing with Shingo Takagi. Shingo Takagi, I agree with you. Case Slow and Alan Alan Cunahan, of course. Like Shingo Takagi is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And I think he's my leading candidate for wrestler of the year for 2021. Like we'll see what happens, you know, come uh, November, December. But like, I really was engrossed with like his, his run throughout this tournament. And I was really, really hoping that uh, he would win. But at, at the, at some point, I think like, as I saw that it was probably going to be Osprey in the finals. And I just thought about this more and more. I thought, you know what? It should be Osprey who wins the new Japan cup and challenges at secure Genesis. Cause I think you save. Ibushi Takagi for Wrestle Kingdom next year, next January. Cause I think that I feel like the way New Japan has been is being booked right now, like it's either gonna be um uh Ibushi against either Takagi or Tanahashi in the dome. Like there's there's two separate storylines you could you could dovetail into that event with Ibushi still retaining as the champion. Totally. Yeah, I I Honestly, would be okay with the either, but yeah, I, I I would be over the moon to see Shingo in a main event in the Tokyo Dome, especially against Ibushi. To my knowledge, I know they've met in some tags over the years, but I have they ever had a singles like a proper singles match against one another? It would have to have been like on like a DDT Dragon Gate like joint show, like one of those DDG shows from like two thousand eight, two thousand nine. We're gonna have to get you know. Some confirmation from uh, Case Low here, but I'm gonna, or, or Alan Farrell, but I, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say top of my head, I can't remember one, but like that doesn't mean anything. Like there's tons of stuff like I I don't recall that have happened. So um, are, you, are you? I can hear the click clacking. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm cage matching it. I'm just curious. Off, um, but while you're doing that, like I I want to talk about the the finals and. Um, you know, it was, a, it was a pretty good match. I don't, I don't think it's the best Osprey Takagi match. I think still the best of the Super Junior final is it was is better. Like for me, like you know, I I deduct points when when like there's interference and there's like plunder in matches like that don't need it. I didn't feel this needed in like you had the interference from from the Priestley and you had the the table spot which looks spectacular. Don't get me wrong, but it's just like eh, we need that. Why can't they just have a match? Like I know. Osprey's a heel now, but to me, it's like I I rather go back to the more pure match of like their their first meeting in the best of the Super Junior Finals. And so, to me, if I was going to compare like both those matches, I, I liked the earlier one more than the New Japan Cup Final. Sure, yeah, I I also like I I could honestly interchange the G One match from last year and this New Japan Cup match. Um, I, I I do see where you're coming from with the with the outside interference that kind of like took away from it for, for me as well. Um, but that finishing stretch was was just chef's kiss. So good. Like that pumping bomber onto Osprey and then he backflips through it into an os cutter. Like, I mean, you, can, I, you can't uh, beat okay, a sequence so like that. I, that that's that is very impressive like athletically like and i was like whoa but i the more i thought about it it's like that that move makes no sense because because <laughs> it still it's, take the impact of the the lariat and yeah he's it's, <laughs> it's it kind of i feel it kind of bastardizes shingo's like lariat and but the other thing is like that's a that's a baby face move uh, will yeah, osprey should totally. not be doing these kinds of moves 
as if he wants to be like the top heel in the company, you know what I mean? Like the, the top heels in the company do a lot. Don't do like moves like that. Like Jay White, to his credit, doesn't do really spectacular moves as a heel. You know what I mean? He, when he becomes a babyface, I think that's when he's going to like really bust out the super athletic stuff. I think, you know, his work as a heel is more geared towards being, being a character. Right. And that, you know, to some people that's great to me, it's, it's not, I don't find it very interesting, but to his credit, I'll give, I'll give Jay White credit like that, but he doesn't work as a babyface. He doesn't, he's not still trying to impress you, you know, totally. with, with athletic moves. And that's what Osprey, Osprey can't help himself. You know? Like yeah. You, you can't tell Osprey to not, osprey <laughs> like he, it's anathema to him to not be able to do like something crazy or super athletic because like that's who he is even though it's detrimental to um the direction he should be going in as a character and and to his own position as a heel but um they had a, like a you know close to 30 minute match and it was good uh like we said our thoughts about it but but let's talk about the the the, the big topic that came out of this which was the the angle where osprey is challenging ibushi and he's saying i love uh, this you know this being wrestling more than anything or anyone including and i want to be iwgp world heavyweight champion more than i want you know more and i want i love the idea of that chasing that more than i love anyone and then at that point he gives uh, the oz cutter or the the rko look more like an rko to me to to, <laughs> to be priestly on an unsuspecting apparently be priestly and this and this just you know shocked everyone i i i had, it had been spoiled for me so i didn't know this was i knew this was coming so i actually the way things were people were talking about it, i was expecting like they they did a beat down on her or something like yeah. that but thankfully it was just the, the oz cutter but i say thankfully because like i was expecting a lot worse that being said i thought this whole angle was so unnecessary out of context tone deaf and completely stupid yeah honestly i think osprey uh, you know, he could have been directed to do this, who knows, whatever. Um, but I think the angle would have been 10 times more effective if he would have just said that line about the belt being more important to him than anything and anyone. And then he turns around and looks at Bia and just like, you know, breaks up with her or just stares at her and tells Cobb and Okan to to leave the ring with him, leaving be a priestly in the ring by herself, you know, sad and melodramatic or whatever. And I think that would have gotten over the point that, you know, he's breaking up with her. She's not going to be around anymore for whatever reason. Um, and I, I think it, everybody would have understood what was going on. They didn't need to take the extra step and hit uh, an RKO on his girlfriend to get over the fact that she's not going to be in the company anymore. <laughs> It came across as so WWE-ish, you know what I mean? And it comes across yeah. as like like attitude like WWE era. From, yeah, WWE from like the mid two thousands, not like current day WWE. It's, it just seems like, like out of touch. When when any Japanese company, especially New Japan, tries to do things where they're trying to be like an American company, especially the WWE, especially the WWE of like 10, 15 years ago, I just find it's like it's done terribly. Here's the other thing that that I think is is completely tone deaf. And this is like something where I'm going to place blame on both Osprey and, and Priestley is like, I don't know whose idea this was. Let's just, let's just for argument's sake, it's Ghetto's idea. Oh, you, you want, let's put heat on this match with you and Ibushi. You're going to, you're going to, you know, to put heat on it. We're going to suggest that you, you, you know, you really want to be the champion. So you're going to give, you know, Priestley the, the Oz cutter. Here's the thing. Osprey, while not accused of anything, you know, directly in speaking out, 
his name is brought up so much because of the the things like him, uh, you know, allegedly blacklisting Pollyanna, uh, the, the female wrestler who allegedly was assaulted by one of his friends. Okay, so he has that going against him, and he to the point there's so much heat on him to the point where he 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 stopped tweeting for a long long time because he didn't want to deal with people like harassing him on on social media, right? So to me, it's like, if you have that much heat on you because of like how you're perceived to treat women, why would you do uh, what is essentially, and people might debate this with me or not. I don't, I don't care. What is essentially in the context of how it's presented uh, a domestic violence angle, right? That's what it, it came across as. And I'm not the only one to use that phrase. And I'm just thinking, and why Priestley would, would say, yeah, we should do this. Cause like, there's also heat on her for, for being a terrible person to other women in wrestling in the British wrestling scene. I, I just don't know why, like they think just because they're in Japan that they're not going to get heat for this, like, like with uh, fans. And apparently it's not just Western fans that were upset about this. Apparently there's heat on them on, on this angle from people that they work with on the roster, the, the announcers and Japanese wrestling fans who are, who are online as well, that they did not like this. And like, there's talk about like, why do they do this? We don't want this in our, in ProRes. We don't want this in Shinion ProRes. And I just think just so such a bad look and such a bad decision-making on Ghetto's part on the Japan office's part and on Priestley and on Osprey's part. Yeah, I mean, and and then it also kind of like the this bad impression from this angle. It also made Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn look like freaking dickheads too. Pardon my language, but like they're just standing out there while a woman just gets RKO'd. And like you said, I mean, like say whatever you want. Like, sure, at the beginning of this pandemic, Osprey and Via had a match against each other in an empty arena, and they've had matches against each other in different circumstances or whatever and it, it is they're just wrestlers so at the end of the day they know what they're doing it's not like in reality anybody got hurt from this or you know whatever but it's the way that fans perceive it and 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 take in this product and, and absorb it in their own brains you know and then you unfortunately and fortunately people get to express their opinions on social media and then you have a shitstorm on your hands. Yeah. Well, I mean, just maybe this will be the last point we make about it is like when people say bring up the fact that they've had matches against each other, intergender matches against each other. The context of that is is that she's willingly participating. She's agreed to like fight him, like in an athletic contest. Yeah, with yeah. you know like physical combat contact. Okay, but like that's all like consensual. This is not. This was not like in the context of this angle. This is not consensual. He he attacked her. You know what I mean? Right. He's her. He likes to refer to her as his missus. So like, you know, he's, she's his domestic partner. They live together. This is well known. Right. So he attacked un- unknowingly and without consent. He attacked her, you know, like that's the, the angle that they're presenting here. Of course he didn't do this in real life. He's not abusing her in real life. Like I got, I hope not, you know, I hope we never find <laughs> out about it. Like, or like, they, yeah. he, like we, they, not that we don't find out about it. You know what I mean? Like, like that it's not happening, but it that's the story and character that they're presenting to him about him and i just think it's just he doesn't need that just have the match like osprey versus abushi is enough to me yeah definitely 
I mean, they've had they've had matches before and they've all been pretty great. And like, I think they have enough history that you can draw upon this in the context now that he's a heel. He's got, you know, Cobb and Okan as, you know, as his goons. Like, okay, that makes it change the dynamic of like this meaning this match that he's going to have with Ibushi for the title. There's also that. I mean, I don't think you needed to do this, but I mean, that's just my final thoughts about it. Yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. I don't really have anything extra to say. I did want to point out, I I'm embarrassed for us both that we didn't remember that Shingo and Kota Ibushi had a match in the G1 last year, <laughs> and it got four and a half stars from from Dave Meltzer. <laughs> and, I, I probably gave it five, maybe four and three quarters. Probably I have to look back at my my ratings for that. But yeah, dude, there's so much wrestling. I, I cannot. And there's so much. <laughs> here's the thing. There's so much good wrestling out there. There's so many like four, four and a half, five match, five, you know, star matches out there that I see like on any, in any given year that it's just hard to remember. Like, I can't remember things I watched like last month, let alone fucking last (laughs) summer. Okay. So please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'm glad I'm not the only one. (laughs) No, no. You watch a lot of wrestling, a lot more than I do, but, but this leads (laughs) us to uh, Kota Bushi and Will Ospreay and they will meet for the IWGP world heavyweight title. We can talk a bit about that whole bullshit mess. Uh, at Sakura Genesis 2021, this is happening at uh, Ryugoku Kokuki Khan, uh, the sweat box uh, on uh, Sunday, April 4th. Uh, door is uh, 3.30 and bell time is 5 o'clock. It's all these new new, new start times here, Joey, to, to you know, battle the, the COVID in, in Tokyo because, like, you know, we everyone has to go home after. We, we want pe- people to be able to go home early and, and stay home, which they're not going to do, by the way. They're all going to go out drinking at Izakaya and stuff like that. But um, I don't know. This is Sakura Genesis, but it it feels like, for the most part, a Road 2 show. There is maybe, there's two title matches, and those are the only two matches I'm probably going to watch. Oh, X. You know, United Empire is going to have an X in their in their six man tag against Lij, Jeff Cobb, Great Okan, X taking on Shingo Takagi, Sonata, and Tetsuya Naito. Who do you think X is going to be, Joey? Uh, I think the writing's on the wall that it's going to be Hinare, right? That's, that's who I think. Yeah, that's like what everybody's kind of guessing, though. I, I you know, it, it's really kind of tough to think outside the box given you know COVID travel restrictions and things of that nature. Um, but yeah, Hanari makes sense. I, I think he would round out that that faction pretty well. I think for me, like if it, if it's Hanare, like I think would would be really good is to make him and Cobb the tag team. Yeah, just um, a powerhouse tag team that would be I, awesome. I think like visually they 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 work better than Okan and Cobb do. I think I think Okan should be you know Okan should be pushed more as a singles guy along with Osprey and you you you've and Cobb can be a I, I don't think Cobb needs to be a single guy right now I think he's been doing a great job as more aggressive heel like so this is like very contrasting to my feelings of a cop like last last year <laughs> you know like <laughs> mid-card Jeff I'm actually quite enjoying like Cobb's uh Cobb's participation on the undercards with especially with in a tag team with Okan so like I think Hanari would be even a better partner for him so that like if it's an all right i hope that it's something that they think about and and putting you know him and Cobb together as and taking on people like you know juice and, and finley and and other tag teams in the division i think it would be a real good shot in the arm to the tag division in, in new japan definitely i i really really do think that's a good shout uh, Cobb and, and ari just it almost like 
fits too well <laughs> that you almost think like maybe they'll throw a curveball and make it, you know, o- Okan and, and Hinari a tag team. But yeah, like you said, I mean, Okan, like they, they clearly have big plans for him. Um, and that just, it, the shoe fits. So <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. We'll find out who the, 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 the dreaded X will be on, on at security Genesis, but uh, let's talk about the, the top, Two matches. Uh, we have an IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match. The uh, the returning Yo, the reformed Rapongi 3K, will take on the Suzuki Gun uh, Tag Team Champions, the Junior Tag Team Champions of Yoshinobu Kanemaru and El Desperado, who also holds the the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I I'm not really super excited about this. It's nice to see that Yo is back, but I, I smell an angle. I smell that maybe maybe Yo is going to turn heel finally and and then and, and break up Rapongi 3k which is, which is something i think that needs to happen because i do think yo and show should go their separate ways to become single stars so you think yo will be the the one that turns heel though i i i i think show is a natural heel um i just think and then yo uh, like obviously i think he's more of a just a natural baby face but that's interesting i i think of yo as having more charisma than, than okay. Tanaka, and so like i think he would probably be able to pull off being a heel better than than show like it'll be interesting to see like we'll see what happens here but i do you and i both agree that there's probably going to be some kind of split between the two and some kind of heel turn be- between either of them it definitely seems that way or else don't you think show would have like accompanied him when he came out and kind of like announced that he was returning and that, that there's really been no kind of fanfare in that sense that I know of, but yeah, it just seems that like it's second from the top on this, this bigger, bigger card. Um, so yeah, it's, I smell something fishy here. <laughs> like, I, I don't like, I mean, they could win the titles because I think, I do think you need to take the tag team titles off of Desperado because he is the singles champion. Yeah. I, I but I feel like there's other people on the roster that could do that could do more and could benefit more from becoming the junior tag champs more than Rapungi 3k 3k again yeah um, well, well you know a, a nice little angle, junior feud. yeah you could do you could do that down the line i don't like i don't i don't even know who other junior tag teams would be in in this company right now <laughs> <laughs> that's true they really neglect like the junior division as a whole and the tag team division um specifically in my opinion but but you know we'll see what happens but like i think we're going to see a big angle coming out of this for sure but let, let's talk about the, the main event you know iwgp GP world heavyweight championship match kodabushi taking on 2021 new japan cup winner will osprey um i i i don't think ibushi's losing the belt i think he's going to retain i think it'll be a spectacular match um, um you know i think Priest is going to show up and, and, you know, cause apparently her match on the stardom show is like really early in the, in the day. And then she's going to, uh, and if, I, I don't know if it's in Tokyo or not that stardom show, but then if it is, she just like hop in a skip over, over to, you know, sumo hall and she can be part of, part of the match and like, you know, Oh, I'm with you Ibushi. And then she turns on him, nut shot, whatever, you know, and then, Oh, it was all, we fooled you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hope that's not what happens. But yeah, I think the shows in Yokohama, I remember hearing about that, that, you know, she could get on a, an express train from Yokohama over to to uh, Ryogoku really quick and 
and cause a stir. <laughs> That'd be really interesting, but yeah. I really do hope it, it's just a straight up Kota Ibushi Will Osprey match. As you well know, it's really not that far to, you know, yeah, go from like Yokohama to, to Tokyo. Like if you have like, let's say you have a, a two hour window, you time it perfectly, like, you know, getting to the, the Shinkansen station from Yoka, Shin Yokohama station and you go to, you know, not Shinigo, you probably go straight to Tokyo, Tokyo station and then catch the Yamanote line to um oh you have to take this i forget which line <laughs> we're figuring out the train schedule anyways we, we're not we don't have time for that shit but anyways you could do it's it you could do it with you could do it within a, thir- a 90 minute window like if she has that it's much definitely time. possible yeah matt and i have done it before together and i know you've done it probably several times so <laughs> matt McEwen, that is our uh, another friend of the show yes um, the the man who likes to cause trouble with many people on on, on the bluebird uh, app that we uh, <laughs> part of. but uh one of our dear friends you and i are a mutual friend we i love what he causes shit on twitter that's just an aside here <laughs> <laughs> makes me laugh anyways but yeah that's that's uh that's secure genesis too much show basically <laughs> like i'm not counting x to be like any kind of a draw i i, I think it'll be hanari and we'll see what happens with there. But, but let's continue with the, the New Japan uh, schedule here, uh, Joey. Let's let's talk about, you know, May, you know, a couple of months later, you know, a month, month later, you know, we have Russell Grand Slam in Yokohama Stadium, Saturday, May 15th in Kanagawa at the Yokohama Stadium. This is a baseball stadium. Uh, I don't know the exact, uh, like, seating of it, but... And obviously it's restricted seating with, with COVID uh, still a factor in Tokyo, but in, in Japan at large, but like they have this show in a baseball stadium and then that's May 15th. And then, you know, uh, let me just check my schedule here. And then on Saturday, May 29th, which is what, like two weeks later, (laughs) Russell Grand Slam in the Tokyo Dome. Why? Like when I heard this, I talked about this with John. Why? Why are they doing this? I don't understand. This makes no sense. WH, you're forgetting that before we get there after Sakura Genesis, we also have two nights in Fukuoka for wrestling Dontaku, which are historically pretty big shows themselves. So they're not going to be big shows, Joey. Like what are they? What are they going to put in the main events of these shows? Like you're right. Yeah, Sakura Genesis is a two match show. These will probably be. You know, they'll probably throw one title match on both of the wrestling Gonkotakus and then load up these Yokohama shows. So, So or Yokohama, Yokohama, yeah. So, for me, I think this is where, where I think this is if you're going to do Tanahashi Ibushi for for Tanahashi to try to save the lineage of the heavyweight title and the IC title, this is where you do it. You do it at the Tokyo Dome because, like, I like if you're going to save Takagi, and I firmly believe you should save Takagi, you should build up, he should win the G1 and he should go on to challenge at Russell Kingdom because I really think he has so much momentum from like the beginning of this year and through, even though he lost in Japan Cup, it that's that didn't hurt him at all. I, I think you you do Tanahashi at um you know a grand what the fuck's the thing called again? Grand Slam in Tokyo. Dome. <laughs> yeah. Fuck there's so many of these shows. You do that. Yeah. That's the only thing that I can think with him and Ibushi, Tanahashi Ibushi for the title with the caveat that that he's gonna try to save these things from being unified into one belt. Um, and maybe that's the, the, the thing, like, like they're, they're going to tease, we're going to debut the new belt at this show, at the end of this show. Like, you, you, I don't think you do it at the Yokohama show, you do it at the Tokyo Dome. 
but that's the draw to try to get people to buy tickets for that show. And then you save Wrestle Kingdom, um, you know, next January for, for Takagi. And I think built well. And like, if he, if he has more momentum going into that from winning the G1, then, then you can, you can have a pretty decent tennis and who knows, maybe, you know, like you can have full attendance. I don't, I doubt that that's going to happen because I was talking to some friends in, in Japan and they're, they're mm-hmm. like, what's the situation with the vaccine in Canada? WH? And I'm like, maybe I can get it by the end of the summer or early fall, maybe. And they're like, we have no idea when we're getting the vaccine. We, 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 we don't know like when the general public is going to be able to like start getting vaccinated in, in, in Japan. And I'm like, Oh really? So <laughs> like, who knows? when if and when that's going to happen anytime this year yeah that's un- that's unfortunate i i know it's it they've only opened it up to seniors and uh people at, at, with high risk uh or health issues over over in japan isn't that right or uh it's, it seems like america's really just like <laughs> unrolling all of these vaccines well, well i just, mean uh, like you know s- seniors and people with high risk of you know of catching covid or, or having serious complications for catching covid aren't necessarily who's going to be going to watch you know wrestling sure. at the tokyo Dome. <laughs> so, yeah um we'll see what happens with the hopefully things you know pick up uh, in, in japan and here in canada like i'm sorry a little selfish here i i hope i get the vaccine before anyone in, in japan does but um yeah i i don't understand like why you would have a schedule like this like obviously they must be getting some kind of a deal oh for rent sure. um but even then like you're just kind of like wasting like potential main events that you should be saving throughout the rest of your regular schedule i i really think even without like you know like if you still have full capacity at shows this is like a really bad schedule to have because the last time they started doing multiple you know, Tokyo Dome shows in a single year, calendar year, Joey, this is like the start of like, this was like when the start of the decline business-wise and creatively, this is the, the rise of Enochiaism in, in New Japan. And nobody wants to see that again. Nobody, except for the crazy people who I ignore on Twitter. And those crazy people are probably watching Kaz Fujita beat Keno in Noah. <laughs> I think he's great. Uh, probably. What's that? And thinking is great. We'll we'll get to that. We'll get to that topic <laughs> yeah, yeah. down the line. We'll yeah. save that one. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I don't. I don't really know. It really has to be just them getting good deals on these buildings because that's really the only way it makes sense. Like they they can only sell X amount of tickets, and I think any any size venue, the cap on attendance is still five thousand until they or they Japan either re, or Tokyo either recently or they're or they're fixing to uh, uplift the state of emergency relatively soon. So I don't know if that affects, you know, the crowd size numbers or anything like that, but, but even still, like I think back to the Yoyogi uh, baseball stadium show last summer, and I'm sure they'll have a similar setup for the Yokohama show. Um, You know, there's, there's only 4,000 people at that venue last year. (laughs) And it was a, you know, a 50 or 40,000 seat stadium. So, I mean, the optics were what they were, but I mean, <laughs> uh, you can only fit so many people in there for the protocols, but uh, yeah, I just, I don't understand why they would, they would double up with like two weeks with these big stadium shows with, with COVID with nothing really hot going on in the company right now. It just doesn't really make 
too much sense. <laughs> I, I mean, I just, they, they, yeah. they ran Budokan, and they were out. They were outdrawn by both Noah and by their sister and company, Star- yeah. and Stardom. You know, yeah. and and rightfully so because, like, I think both both those shows had better better cards and more interesting like main events. You can talk about Shiozaki versus Muda all you want, but like at the same time, it's like there was interest in that, like far more interesting than like I and I like Desperado, but more interesting than Desperado versus Ibushi in a match you know he wasn't gonna win. I, I yeah. said like hey if, if Despy won that I would take back every negative thing I said about New Japan this year. It didn't so I'm gonna still you know I, I stand by everything negative I said about the company and will continue to say negative things that the, the the bad things that the company is doing but yeah we'll we'll see what happens i i don't think these shows are going to do well. well we'll you know but we'll monitor you know that situation and, and talk about it at, at, at postwrestling.com uh joey let, let's move over to uh from shinihan perez to zenihan perez we're going to talk about all japan pro wrestling and they they had a very interesting show recently they had i i, I believe it was a one match show one match card right <laughs> yes <laughs> in shinkiba first ring which is which is funny to, to me and it was it was for the 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 ugly looking garo garo tv championship this is one of the ugliest championship belts i've ever seen in all of professional wrestling joy i don't know how you feel about this title belt i, I mean i don't have a very high opinion of it um it really has never been on my radar until Kasai <laughs> won it uh last year and i I, uh, or it was either earlier this year or like late last year, but, um, you know, it's usually just lower mid card, just filler stuff. So I, I mean, at least they're doing something interesting now. Uh, but yeah, this was beyond interesting, uh, to the point that, you know, it upset quite a few, uh, all Japan purists, uh, which I don't classify, classify myself as, but, um, yeah, there's a straight up death match in all Japan pro wrestling uh, last week, which is is pretty mind blowing. <laughs> I haven't watched it to be honest with you. I, I don't pay attention to Garo TV matches. I and I don't have yeah. anything against Junikasai, but he does nothing for me. So I didn't know this match has hap- happened. And then like I saw something in a news update, and I was like, oh, and here's Shichishikawa holding the title. He's his head's all bloodied up, and like for people who don't know, Shichishikawa was for a long time before he joined all Japan wrestling, he was a deathmatch wrestler and he's returned to his roots here. And like, I, you know, I am an all Japan purist. Obviously I do a show that talks about the pure <laughs> aspects of, of all Japan pro wrestling. And, and this is something giant Baba would never have had on his shows, I think. And yeah, I, I don't think it has anything. It, it belongs anywhere near an all Japan show. And I, I don't like any of the, to be honest, I don't like any of the sports entertainment bullshit they do either. So, like, you know, here's talk up to something else that I don't like seeing in, in a company I love. And that's like, you know, the influence of Shuji Shikawa and the influence of, you know, Tajiri. Like, both those guys, apparently they kind of, one, one or the other is used to be the booker, is the booker now. I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I think Tajiri is the current booker. They can all fuck off for, for all I care. Judak Yama, please come back and save this company. <laughs> yeah um yeah as someone who did watch the match i can uh assure you that there was not a death match on the all japan the classic blue all japan canvas that they use from pretty much all their shows they used a a blank white canvas for this match so for those of you that can't get that picture out of your head don't worry it didn't actually happen if you if you didn't 
happened to watch it. Um, but yeah, it was your, it was what you'd come to expect from a death match between June Kasai and, and uh, Shuji Ishikawa. Well, 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 let me ask you, did you enjoy it? Um, yeah, it was, it was a fun match. I, I'm not going to say it was, you know, my favorite death match or anything like that, but, um, you know, Ishikawa came out with his, his old style pleather baggy pants, you know, the, the old shindy look, <laughs> uh, all white though, this time he dyed his hair like white blonde. So, you know, he'd get the red color in it. Um, once he was bleeding and there was, I mean, there was panes of glass, there was ladders, light tubes, skewers, everything you'd come to expect from a match between these two. Um, you know, just, <laughs> I, I know it's probably upsetting to some people, but it, it was fine, but you know, not must see by any means, even if you're a deathmatch uh, connoisseur like myself. Like, like <laughs> nowadays, like nothing Ishikawa does is must see, unfortunately. Oh, no, it's not like he's lost his yeah. stuff. I, I, I think so. is a way better worker than him now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, he, I, I would agree. He, he's definitely, he's either lost a step or he's just not as motivated as he used to be. Cause I mean, in, in terms of physique, I think he looks better than he's ever looked, but you know, in ring, I just, he's just a little bit slower or just, you know, not as into it as he once was, but this match, he was, he was taking all the bumps. He took a, a bump off the ladder through a, a pane of glass. So if that's your thing, <laughs> as you out. well know joey it's not my thing <laughs> but, but uh in other news uh you know suwama had a successful defense thank god against fucking yoshi <laughs> fucking tatsu fucking mr boring himself like you know what like i you know up to the the, the lead up to this match this triple crown title match between suwama and yoshitatsu yoshitatsu said i want to win the triple crown so we can get so so more people will subscribe to all japan tv and i and i tweeted out the only way more people will subscribe to all japan tv is if you're not fucking on it anymore <laughs> yeah that's somebody who thinks the reach is quite quite a bit further than it actually is <laughs> yes uh, he WWE thinks ex, old, old wwe jobber now challenging for the freaking triple crown if i'm the triple crown champion more people will subscribe to the streaming service quite the opposite yoshitatsu please just <laughs> fucking leave go go to like the fucking slimy indies that only joy will watch so i don't have to watch you anymore <laughs> anyways but um you know he had a successful defense and then he went to suwama that is went to visit the the the, the jojo of one naoya ogawa uh, nagoya ogawa um who you know was very famous for shooting on Shinya Hashimoto and and being in hustle and all that stuff and 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 he had, he him and Suwama ran an angle before in uh, December and there's talk that Suwama might have a triple crown defense against Ogawa in in Sumo Hall and God I hope this doesn't happen. You're not into it. Oh, that was a that was a question. You're not into it. Oh. Sorry, I muted myself to clear my throat. No, I hate Ogawa. I think he's absolute <laughs> fucking shit. Okay. Why, why, do you think th- why do you think they could, uh, you know, draw uh, that large of a crowd that this could happen in Sumo Hall? <laughs> um, I <laughs> don't. Egos? I, I, I think they're delusional. I think the people who run all Japan right now, whoever, if it's Ishikawa who, or, or Tajiri or who, and the, the, new, the president of the company, I think they're, they're delusional. I think they're, they're out to lunch. If they think any of the shit that they're doing recently 
is going to make a single difference. It's not like, I do think at some point, like, like I don't hate Suwama's title reign. I don't, I think he tries really hard every match he has defending that title. I think he tries really hard to have a good match. And usually I end up enjoying his matches when he's defending the title, but like at some point he has to, he has to lose it. And, you know, my hope is that he's going to lose it to Jake Lee who just turned heel he turned against Koji Iwamoto. He left. He's basically disbanded Jim and Jin, the, the faction that he was in. And like at the same time, uh, you know, Sh- Shitaro Shino's faction, Enfant Terrible, they turned on him and they joined up with Jake because they were tired of how Ashino was being booked by Tajiri Ishikawa as a loser. So they were like, fuck this. We're going to be with Jake because he's, he's, he's on the upward trajectory in all Japan. And they formed a new group called Total Eclipse. And I absolutely fucking love this group. I love Jake's new look. He looks like Shinsuke Nakamura. And yeah. I like the new attitude. I think this is the thing that Jake fucking needed to, to reach the next level, to be on the Miyahara level. Yeah, no, I, it really kind of sets him apart. Whereas he was just kind of like, kind of just really flat personality wise, where this kind of gives him that extra edge. Cause in like, like work wise inside the ring, Jake is freaking awesome. Like I think he's up there. Like he's just as good as Miyahara, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, this this new character arc is uh, really exciting to follow, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with them. I I really like. I can't see anybody else coming out of the Champion Carnival winning <laughs> besides him. And the way you rehab- rehabilitate like Ashino is okay, Jake. The, the triple crown champion and he's like a dominant champion i think he should have the, the title for like at least six months and have like several you know have a defense every month i think you build up ashino to challenge him for that and like you know like this is how you rehabilitate ashino is like he challenges jake and he beats him for that title and he becomes the triple crown champion because that's what all japan needs they need someone they need several people to join you know miyahara in that upper echelon and like Miyahara is perfectly fine as the tag team champions with Aoyagi. I think that they just hold those titles for a year and have like, and their, and their, their title offenses have so far all been very enjoyable. And I think yeah, that's, sure. that's great position for Miyahara to be in. It keeps them out of the triple count picture and it, it really elevates the tag team titles. Yeah. That, uh, that's, that's good shout. The, uh, the tag title match, uh, was it last month? Uh, it was against Zeus and, um, uh Irie yeah at Corican that match was really fun I it was it kind of went under the radar for a lot of people but if you haven't seen it definitely seek it out but yeah there's there's uh several directions they can go and I don't know there's only so long you can just sit around and wait for Naoya Nomura to, to come back if he ever does come back I hope he does but uh I mean he was right there too but yeah, you got to start elevating these other guys to to make the main event scene more interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, and then you know, like with if Jake's a triple crown champion, then you can have Aoyagi. He can still be you know Miyahara's partner, but he can challenge for that. And I think him and Jake that's a fresh matchup. And I think you know being in in the you know being part of the tag team champions with Miyahara is is going to really help Aoyagi. You know, elevate to another level and like but you need to have him start you know mixing it with like ashino and and suwama again for sure but but with definitely with like this new version of jake lee yeah definitely 
Um, on the topic of All Japan, have you, uh, have you watched any of uh, Shima's uh, title defenses? I know he had one against Izanagi on that same show. Um, yeah, I, I watched that match and thought it was okay. I don't, I don't know. Like maybe I think Shima's kind of like lost a step, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm think I'm hoping, you know, Sato takes, I mean, not that Sato's a fresh champion for the junior title, but like, I, I do think like with Shima going to be part of, of, of Gleet, great. Yeah. However you want to pronounce it, like with the strong hearts that maybe it's something that they need to think about is taking that, that title off of him. And, you know, we'll, we'll get to Gleet in a second, but yeah, like I, I'm, I'm not super excited. I, I, I thought it was interesting that he won the title, but then I'm just like, eh, like, you know, like I have to, I have yet to see anything that's impressed me to where I'm going to get excited by any upcoming matches that he has. Definitely. Yeah. No, I, I was really excited at the, uh, the end of last year, uh, they'd had the fan appreciation Corican show and Shima was in, he was a part of like the six man main event. And after the match, he of course kind of strong armed himself into cutting a post-match promo. And, uh, based off of my broken Japanese, he was mentioning how, you know, strong hearts was coming to all Japan this year and, and all that. And we really haven't seen that. And then the announcement of Gleet and, and, uh, strong hearts going there kind of throws a wrench in that kind of plan, but I really would have, really would have enjoyed Lindemann and, and uh, T-Hawk chumming it up with uh, some of the uh, All Japan roster. I think that would have added some some extra life in, into those shows, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. However, Shima's still the champion. He retained, and uh, I don't, I just, I don't know where they're going. Like, he's, he's, he left the ring, and he was, like, promoting Glee, or great, however you want to say it. Um, so it's like, are you staying around in All Japan, too? Uh, I know you show up in DDT from time to time. Or are you going to, once, once Gleet starts, are you just, you know, all hands on deck, just going straight to, to that promotion. And there's no more having fun in all Japan and DDT and all the other Indies and that you work. <laughs> well, first, first of all, let's just, let's just settle on a parenthesis. We're we'll just call it Gleet. Okay. Yeah. That's we'll fine. Call it Gleet. <laughs> um, I think it seems like Gleet is, is wanting to, you know, reach out and work with other promotions, even though, they are signing people to contracts to be permanent, like contracted members of their, of their roster that they're doing. They're going to do a show with Takamichi Noku's JTO, just tap out promotion. Yep. Um, I think they're going to probably do some, you know, shows with big Japan. still. they probably do some stuff with DDT still, and probably with, with all Japan, especially if Shima is still the all Japan junior heavyweight uh, champion. So yeah, I, I think it's gonna. We're gonna hear more about Gleet. We're gonna talk about Gleet. Let, let me just talk a bit, you know, on on uh, as a way to exit out of the All Japan talk. Let's sure, talk about yeah. the Sorry. upcoming. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Like we'll talk about the All Japan uh, Champions Carnival. Um, it's gonna run from let's see, from Monday, May. Uh, sorry, uh, it it starts on when does it start? It starts on February, April 9th. Uh, uh sorry, Friday, April 9th. Sorry, my uh. If you can tell, my voice is kind of going right now, so I'm just trying to keep uh, keep it up here. Uh, I got a bit of a frog in my throat here. I apologize, everyone. And then it's going to run until May 3rd. Um, so, and yes, yeah, 10 shows. It's, it's a it's a one-block tournament. Um, and let's talk about the participants in this. It's, it's a one-block tournament. It's, it's uh, Suwama, Zeus, Miyahara, Ishikawa, Jake Lee, uh, Yuma Aoyagi, Shotaro Shino, and uh, Koji Doi's first appearance, 
Kohei Sato, first appearance. And I'm so excited about this, Joey. Shinjiro Tani, first appearance. And uh, yeah, it's, it, I think this is a great tournament. Yeah, that's a great lineup. I mean, there's just so many fresh matchups. I, I know you and John kind of ran over uh, this lineup uh, on the last episode. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I haven't been too exposed to Koji Doi before his uh, uh, him showing up in, in All Japan. But I, every time I see him, I know, I know most people are kind of like kind of lukewarm on him. But I, I don't know. I enjoy the guy for whatever reason. Um, and then, you know, just throwing Otani in there with all these guys is, is just so awesome. Like, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure him and, uh, Aoyagi is just going to rip. I mean, that I can see those two having like great, great chemistry. Do you have a prediction for the finals and, and, and the winner? Well, Jake Lee, we already said, but in terms of the final, I don't, I, it's it, could it be Jake Lee and Ashino, and then Jake Lee beats him, uh, and then I, I think it's going to be Ishikawa in the finals, and Jake Lee is okay. going to beat him in the finals because, like you know, he is a former triple you know champion carnival winner. He's a sure. former triple crown champion. I think he's Suwama's former partner, so I think there's a lot of benefit you could have, and you know, like with big matches, Ishikawa does like you know does deliver usually. So Definitely. I think him and Jay could have a really excellent match. If it's a really good match and Jay comes out on top, like, you know, continues the momentum that he's having. And then he challenges Suwama as being, you know, being the champ, uh, champion carnival uh, winner. So we'll see what happens. But I think you and I are in agreement. It's going to be Jake Lee. I think it's probably going to be Ishikawa in the finals with him. Yeah, I'll take that as a final any day, especially like, if, I know we were kind of harping on him, like you said, but, yeah, if if Ishikawa is motivated, I mean, he's willing to take a bump through a pane of glass for a crowd of like 130 in Shinkiba. So hopefully, if he is in the finals against Jake Lee, he's willing to to take some uh, some hard hits from from the man. So yeah. I don't no, think, yeah, yeah, Ishikawa's not one to be shy about taking like some some hits to the oh, head. We might get some some shoot headbutts. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we talked about this promotion, Gleet. Let's let's talk about some of the moves they've been doing. It's uh, it's pretty. It's been pretty interesting getting like seeing all the news coming about Gleet. Um, um, like what? Let's see this update I have here. So Gleet, uh, Kaz Hayashi, Soma Watanabe, and Yu Izuka will complete will compete at Just Tap Out, uh, at one of their shows at Corican Hall. I don't know if it's already happened. Like when was this this uh? This update. This update was from March 18th, so it's already happened. I don't have the result, but I'm. I would imagine they won. Well, you know, like I have to check cage match later. But not only that, but what else happened with Gleet? They signed. They signed uh, a couple of people. They signed Stronghearts, Elendeman, Shima, T Hawk. Did they sign the other guy whose name I always forget? The fourth guy. Oh, I don't. I don't remember his name either. I know. I, I have Takahiro Yamamura on the brain because I'm pretty sure he seconded Shima in his match in Kyoto. And I, he's like retired now because he like fractured his spine or something. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I can't remember this, uh, the other guy's name, but he's one, he's like the one standout from the China stuff, isn't he? I think so. I think he's one of the, like the guys from uh, OWE. That, yeah. Like uh, Jiao Jinja or whatever. Is that, is it is that the one or are we remember. talking about? I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. I'm sure as I as I as I get the information. But um, yeah, Gleets uh, they're doing like 
I've been watching some of the stuff on YouTube with the uh, UWFI rules, and uh, it's fun. I like the idea that they're going to have traditional pro wrestling, but they're also going to have, like, worked shoot fights like UWF. And, uh, oh, the other big name that they signed, well, I guess big name, I think it's a big name, is is Big Japan Pro Wrestling's uh, Ryuchi uh, Kawakami, who, like, I think has been wasted in, in Big Japan for years. So, like, when I saw this news, I was like, yes, good. <laughs> you don't use him well like he he had the tag team titles finally for like what a month and then he lost them in his first defense back to the astronauts yep you know? like i think akuda should go to join him in in uh in Galita as well i think akuda would do really well in that kind of environment yeah Kakuda's awesome i mean he's really he's really stepped up since probably when was it like october he had a singles match with okabayashi at Corken hall and i mean ever since then i've he's kind of been more on my radar but yeah it is i as a as you know as a big japan apologist it is sad to see him go but uh i mean i think it's all in good good nature uh it seemed like it was there were pleasantries you know shared between the two companies and i think uh from what i read and from what i gathered (laughs) big japan was paid out for kawakami's salary (laughs) uh so it's not like they're just totally came out and like just swept him from from under big japan uh big japan's feet so like edgy tosaka actually got paid for for giving up kawakami <laughs> so well um, i mean like for people who don't know like so the parent company of gleed is ladat entertainment which was the parent company of uh, pressing Noah before they sold it to to us uh, you know cyber agent cyber fight um, which is the parent company of ddt and uh, tokyo joshi pro wrestling um so there's money there's, there's money in Ledet. Obviously, they're willing to like, you know, get back into the wrestling game with the loss of Pro Wrestling Noah, with their own unique product, and with with like trying to sign people. Like, who knows? Maybe they're gonna like take a look at oh, I don't know, Akira Hyodo, uh, Akira hey, Kato, hey, uh, cut it out, Takuya Nomura. Stop you it. know, like, uh, <laughs> hey, why don't those three go? Fuminori Abe, uh, like, Fuminori Abe, like he doesn't need to sign. He should just freelance right he doesn't he yeah. doesn't want to sign anywhere but like oh i don't know like uh uh kamitani since they're putting these dudes in like their fucking deathmatch division which i don't want to see like separate <laughs> these the, the young strong division talent don't make them do deathmatches like, maybe they want to do it i wouldn't let them stop it so just go to gleek guys if you're listening go to gleek listen to wh <laughs> but um an upcoming match that we're gonna see is uh so gleet is gonna do another show with just tap out and uh, this is gonna be in april on april 11th uh soma watanabe takanori ido will take on uh just tap outs uh kanon and ren ayabe i have no idea who these guys are <laughs> just step out so maybe they're gonna you know gleet is just doing all the stuff so they can talent raid just tap out maybe two aw maybe big japan strong division you know that'd be great <laughs> uh and we're gonna see like uh another powerhouse promotion coming emerge in the next year or so with gleet what do you think joey that'd be cool and you know to be honest like i, I you give me you you give me flack about the big japan stuff and getting raided and ho- hopefully you know big japan going out of business and like all the talented guys that you enjoy going to another company of course, I don't agree with you, but I have kind of, ha- I've opened up my, my eyes and, and my heart to the possibility of that happening. I just hope it's, you know, there's also other struggling companies like Zero One who have 
still have a solid roster of guys, a core group of guys that I think like, you know, if big Japan and, and zero one and like, you know, two AW or just any of these, like if they, if two of these companies joined forces for more than just the, the occasional joint show, I think they'd be a healthier promotion, healthier promotion as a whole. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think we'll ever see that at least no. anytime soon. No, um, I don't so think so. In, in the meantime, I, I do think that, you know, if Gleet wants to come in and raid some of, you know, these underused talents and in, in these companies, I have no problem with it. I think Kawakami, like you said, he was underused. I think anybody that watches Big Japan would agree with you. Um, you know, besides this this tag title run that lasted a month and a half, and I don't if if I believe they lost it on V one against the astronauts, they may have had one other defense in there. But I mean, Kawakami really just floundered the last year. He had one extremely good underrated match against T Hawk in the uh, Strong Climb tournament last year. That if you haven't seen, search it out. It's incredible. They chop the crap out of each other, and it's it's loads of fun. Um, but hey. That's that match isn't going to happen in Big Japan anytime soon, but it could very well happen in Glee. So yeah, I mean um, that that that'd be awesome. Like I think you know you have T Hawk, you have Kawakami, you have uh, Takanorido. Like Takanorido is more kind of in like the UWF, the shoot yeah. fighting division. But like I think you know like he can do both. And then you have someone with Adam. And I don't seem to think that they're having a you know clear division between heavyweights and juniors. I think it seems more like an open weight division like company as a whole and hey listen like if, if you made fucking l lindeman your fucking world champion i have nothing against that that because i think l lindeman is fucking awesome and so underutilized in wrestling he's incredible he's so good <laughs> I, I think he's, he can legit jiren suplex even like guys twice his size to be honest with you yeah not not only is he an incredible wrestler he's just like a little just ball of charisma too like he's so fun to watch like did you watch that uh ddt show from uh i think it was nagoya where him and yusuke okada chased each other around the entire arena no i haven't seen that like I, oh, here, here's here's another thing like i i hope gleet uh takes a uh, yusuke okada from uh, ddt i don't think that'll happen because i think Ooh. like wherever akiyama goes is where yep. okada's yep. gonna be so uh, but i i've be. you know on a side note i've really enjoyed yusuke okada's like work in ddt i'm not a huge ddt <laughs> fan and he had that match with the uh, Yuki Weno, right? Like that, I thought yeah. it was really, really good. Yeah, they had two. They had they had the first one back in January in front of like fifty people at the KFC Hall that they they run the smaller house show type of shows, and they went like thirty minutes, and it was incredible. So that led to the the Cork and Hall match a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, I agree. Like if you another match that if you haven't seen, it was just really just like technically great. Like Yuki Ueno is is awesome, and Yusuke Okada. I mean, anytime he hits that, just uh, that like floating uh, tilt the world DDT where he catches the guy and then like bounces off the rope, like where he kicks off kind of like Naito does. Um, dude, I think that's like one of my favorite spots in wrestling. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely someone to watch. Like, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a huge DDT fan, never have been. And like, I, I'll, I'll watch Okada there and I'll like, you know, with maybe through Okada, I'll, I'll, I'll you know, watch more of the the the, the, the type of wrestlers that I, I would like to watch like yuki weno and Takeshita and like uh higuchi people like that um but i just want to take a take make a note of like to let people know like this is a pretty impressive roster that gleets 
forming. So along with Kawakami, you have Daijiro Matsui, Kaz Hayashi, who's also the booker of the company, Minoru Tanaka, who still can go, Soma Watanabe, Takanori Ito, Yui Zuka, who's like this really young, like big rings fan who's like a who's like idol is like fucking Vokan. You can't get a better idol than that as far as like being a shoot fighter or work shoot fighter goes. And uh, you know, Shima, Ellen the men, uh, it's Issei Onizuka. He's the other member okay. of okay, Strong Hearts. Yeah. And T Hawk, I and like I think they're gonna make more moves, probably, you know, more signings from other, you know, independents and things like that. So I'm I'm very, very interested in Gleet. And to me, it, it kind of reminds me a bit about a bit like, you know, Big Mouth Loud, Katsuyori Shibata's like sure. promotion when he left New Japan uh several years ago before he this is of course like, you know, after his first stint in New Japan, he's he's you know, firmly a New Japan guy again, and and will be for the, probably the rest of his career. But he had he had started this company called Big Big Mouth Loud that I absolutely loved watching, even though it was kind of a a dirty indie as well. But like a dirty <laughs> indie, I could get behind. But that's what Gleet kind of gives me the vibes of is is a Big Mouth Loud. Yeah, they they kind of have like their core guys, and I'm sure they're going to bring in you know names from other promotions to have like these these kind of like one offs that big mouth loud used to have like you know like kojima would come in real real quick for a couple matches or whatever but and by the way if you want to watch any of the big mouth loud stuff i'm pretty sure like all of it or most of it at least is on youtube for free so uh i have the yeah. entire history of big mouth oh, loud that's on awesome D- on dvd that's awesome so you don't even have to go to youtube you have it all I, saved I, and it's documented all... and it's 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 gonna make its way to your to your home soon i'm sure joey <laughs> i i don't know how i'm not admitting anything i'm just saying i'm sure it's probably gonna end up you know copies of these uh dvds may well, or may not end up at your house at some point well but don't it, mail it because apparently the mailing system <laughs> is, is messed up but that's for another com or another topic another day <laughs> well we can talk about that right now because i'm gonna get something off my chest about the united states postal service you fucking suck <laughs> slow poke motherfuckers where's my goddamn comic book that joey sent me dude i would love to know as well i i've been refreshing the tracking number for your book basically since you sent me the update last week and I'm, i've been like okay that's messed up that it's not there yet because i paid 20 dollars for one small book i think it paid it weighed like like eight ounces and it it literally cost me 22 dollars to ship this thing to you and it's still it's hasn't updated in like six days it must be on some courier van that's driving across country up to canada or something i don't know and just taking the most indirect route i have no idea but it i i hope you know that I share your frustration. <laughs> like, I hate this. I, I, hope, I I'm sure it'll show up. Favorite. I'm. It's okay. Like, I'm sure it'll show up. As long as it shows up, that's all <laughs> I care about. Like, I, it's okay. Anyways, but let, let's let's wrap things up with talk about Pro Wrestling Noah. And uh, they've had some shows in the last couple of um, weeks. And, uh, you know, uh, John and I talked about uh, Keiji Mudo <laughs> defeating <laughs> Kaido Kiyomiya why i don't know what did you think about that match and what do you think about mudo being the champion in noah i've i'm hand waving it all honestly like i love muto but all he's doing in there is embarrassing himself and his legacy to in my opinion i understand why they why they think uh it was a good idea in theory but obviously like played out it's not good like he can barely move how is 
how is anybody watching this and thinking, oh, this is good pro wrestling in 2021? Like the guy needs to just, you know, like do commentary, like like all your other freaking uh, contemporaries, you know, like just be done with what you're doing, man. Like you can barely move. Like I don't understand it. <laughs> um, his ego is obviously like very healthy. Yeah. And like I was listening to uh, Rewind of Smackdown and uh, one of the callers at the end of Rewind the Review um i was asking about this then they were asking john way about uh why is this happening why is no one doing this and like i was just like in my head like listening to this on my headphones and i was just screaming because nosawa is a fucking mark a fucking <laughs> that's that's yeah. the only thing you need to know about the situation is that nosawa wrong guy who is the booker of pressing noah is a fucking mark he's a mark for mudo He's a mark for all these fucking Inoki fucking people, for IGF guys, fucking Fujita, fucking Kendo fucking Cashin, who all fucking stink, by the way. I, I will not hear anyone say, oh, no, Fujita's actually good. I'll say this about Fujita. He actually had a match last last week, okay, he against Kendo, who's the GHC national champion, who's going on a bit of a run fighting all these, like, pseudo-shoot fighters, you know, yeah. like, like Kendo Cashin, like... Um, Fujita, uh no no sorry who um um uh, again his what's his name he's one of my Masakatsu Masakatsu Fanaki Masakatsu yeah. Fanaki great match by the way and I thought okay he's gonna fight Fujita it would be better if he beats him like just continue this and then he can move yeah. on but you know Fujita of course he beat Keno for the, the GSC national title which... okay I have a question WH uh on the topic of Noah and I guess champions right now, would you rather watch a Kaz Fujita match in 2021, or would you rather watch a KG Muto match in 2021? All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to answer that question. I'm going to answer it honestly, um, because I will say this, I will say this about that JHC national title match that for the most part, 80% of it, I thought was good. Okay. It's, it's I agree the 80%. It's the 80% where now where they're fucking staring at each other for five fucking minutes but where they're like slapping the shit out of each other okay if you have fujita just slapping the shit out of each other not doing any bullshit staring contest all right i can get behind that i don't like him i think he's sloppy i think he's reckless i think he's dangerous to the people he's in the ring with like legit like i think he is he doesn't care about his opponent no he he it's obvious he does not care about his opponents <laughs> so that's where i i where my dis, dislike and distaste of him like i i get these fucking people these fucking hipster bullshit idiots who like think oh that's what makes him awesome it's like fuck off you you want to see this guy hurt somebody for legit because he's reckless and careless i don't but like i i like he pk he he penalty kick fucking keno for the finish of this match and I and he, thought, well, he, he whiffed on the first one, and then uh, he he more than connected on that. Jesus, that I mean, it's like, on that second one. And this is like this is a recurring thing. It's like it's like one thing to to like you know kind of be impressed by the finish of the the GHC tag team title match where Kitamiya fucking shoot headbutt Sugiera to win the titles and knocked him out. Like I I don't agree with that, but I don't think Kitamiya is going to be doing that every fucking match. You know, I think yeah. Fujita, if he could, he would like PK kick and like try to knock out in, in professional wrestling. It's a work fucking work. Okay. Like anyways, what I, which one would I rather watch, you know, for pure, like non-embarrassing embarrassment, I would watch Fujita 
more because like he's not embarrassing but like the thing is is mudo's probably not going to hurt anyone except maybe himself himself yeah <laughs> yeah that's the scary part of watching a, a mudo match at this point is like there is a very real possibility of him you know his knees just like just shattering on impact and just his him like psycho sitting himself <laughs> uh, like just everything just bending in the wrong direction but uh yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I, I'd rather watch Kaz Fujita as long as he, uh, you know, he has to take these staring contests. That that gimmick is just so, so terrible. I hate it. I hate, I honestly, I, I was not a fan of the Goshiyazaki stare down uh, and then going all the way back to the Tenryo retirement show, which I actually unearthed recently and watched the, it was a, uh, Fujita and uh, Daisuke Sakamoto against Suwama and Okabayashi. And that match started with Fujita and Suwama just staring each other down to the point where the crowd in Ryo Goku turned on them and started chanting Daini home. So they would tag in Sakamoto and Okabayashi. So, of course, I love that for multiple reasons. But uh, I mean, the match was fun once the stare down ended, but it's just like, come on. Like, it's you're wasting time. You're wasting fans' time. You're killing the clock it's it's egregious but um but i the only <laughs> the only person whose whose work i've liked from like this this group of shoot fighters pseudo shoot fighters is sakuraba i think him and sugara had a really fun tag team um, yeah. and i think he's performed really well because so i don't think he's phoning it in and i don't think like i think he takes some pride in in, in being a good wrestler and a good worker um, I, I like, and again, like the reason, the only reason Fujita is, is champion is the national champion is because Nasawa is a fucking mark. And yep. like, I'm sorry. Like, I think pretty much every booker in Japan fucking stinks. The only people who I think are probably good bookers are is whoever's booking Dragon Gate and yes. whoever's book. And I guess it's Rossi Ogawa who's booking Stardom. Like, Stardom. I think, yeah. I think those are, and I don't watch enough of the independent Joshi to, to make a comment one way or the other, but like, to, from what I see from other people who talk about Joshi is that every fucking Joshi company is probably booked fucking better than new Japan, all Japan and fucking pro wrestling Noah. Yeah. I, I mean, it could just be they're waiting until full crowds can come back and they're just in this, this weird holding pattern, but they are like, just in a sense, they're like a lot of promotions, major promotions are just plowing through things that probably could wait, but I, I mean, life goes on and business goes on. So they have to, they have to provide some something to us but i think that I, that 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 excuse I, and i think it's an excuse that like, yeah, oh it's because sure. it's clap crowds it's you know half capacity listen you don't know when fucking business is going to get back this is going to end yeah you need to be able Nobody to provide knows. things like to provide a product that that it's going to make people want to be more excited when things are fully open again to say for like sure. oh they're saving stuff you don't know what's going to happen a year from now. You don't know who's going to get injured. You don't know who's like going to fucking catch COVID or whatever. It's like, to me, I, I hate that when people say that, because I just think that's so short-sighted. And I think it gives these companies a way out to like book shit, you know? And it's like, Definitely. Japan has no excuse, really. Like you're having all these shows and these big buildings. You, you, you can't afford to be like, like, booking things badly you need to like be on full cylinders you need to be making newer newer stars like it can't just be like you know you have to make osprey you have to make shingo main event guys like tanahashi and naito can't carry this company anymore and look okada 
like you know kata's kind of like not fun yeah like, fuck i i've like pretty much every major match okada has had this year but at the same time it's like whether or not it's a work or not like he's got two slip discs if it's true right like hey fuck fuck hey good on you for having that match with Shingo. that's a five-star match yeah. in my opinion but like if, if that's you know you, you can't be doing that even like you know like fucking don't talk to secure genesis level matches and like i don't think he's doing singles matches for those shows so Right. You know, Okada's not something you can rely on for this year. Are they saving him for like when things are back to normal? I don't know. Like we'll see. But do you know what I mean? It's like to me, it's like the companies that plow forward that just book things to like as if they were normal are the ones that I enjoy the most. And I think that's Dragon Gate. I think yep. that's Stardom as two of the more prominent examples that I pay attention to. And I'm far more invested in like where the direction of those two companies are than I am in fucking, even though we didn't talk about them today, than I am in like fucking the, the three companies that I would traditionally, you know, follow and talk about more, you know, in, in Noah, all Japan and in new Japan. I agree. And just to give a shout out to the open, the voice gate guys, uh, Mike Spears and, and case, like if, if you need to hear audio of, well-educated dragon gate fans those are are your guys at uh at this point in time they cover dragon gate like no one else can and no one else does at this point um but yeah they're 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 great but i yeah i've i agree with you um and i I actually have i'm i normally parachute in for stardom shows uh just if i hear something was really good I'll, i'll i'll uh tune in but yeah ever since that budokan show i've been pretty well motivated to, to to catch more of their stuff um every championship with, has a storyline yeah in that company for sure. and they have a lot of fucking titles in that company yeah and it you seems know? like every championship has a different like worked like house style like dragon gate obviously like their house style like it i i think it uh lends itself to the the covid crowds the clap crowds i think it's exciting enough to to uh you know stand up to or it it can overcome that that hurdle um same with stardom i i just think like from what i hear about milano collection at coming in and training the girls and having like their their uh they have more of a a regimented fitness routine um going on and they're taking training more seriously and i just like like you said the stories are 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 top notch so it's like you know, <laughs> uh, I think maybe, all... maybe we should have covered those promotions today. Well, maybe next time, but like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. you know, for sure. Like, like if you look at the top end of stardom, like we'll focus on stardom more right now before we wrap things up is that, you know, like look at the, the top stars. It's Julia. It's Mayu Itani. It's Tam Nakano. It's, it's, um, you know, I think Konami's going to get up there. You know, it's like the member, like done it. And they have like interesting factions and everyone in the faction in each faction is doing something interesting and like that's exciting and i think you know you have so many interesting things you can do with like mayu and julia and tam like those three as a as you know as like your top three people in the company as your top women of the company and like they they all have like you know mayu's the legend and then julia's been was the wonder stardom champion oh i forgot itami haishishida who's the, you know the red belt champion the world of stardom champion like there's interesting things you can do with all with all four of those and then the people 
just beneath them. Like I'm hoping like there's a resurgence of Momo Watanabe. I think she's been grossly underutilized the last year. I think she can have an awesome match with anyone. She's probably like the, the second or third best worker in the whole company. I think Mayu's probably the best worker in the company, but oh yeah, you know. Sure. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of promise there. If, like you're wanting to get into like a, a solidly booked wrestling company, and you, and you don't have like a bias against women's wrestling. Watch Stardom. It's 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 solid. It's like top to bottom. It's probably the the, the company I think is the most enjoyable like from start to finish uh, from the beginning of the card. It's like one of the few companies, like I will try to watch everything on their show. Yeah. It's well paced too. Like uh, you don't have anything that's, you know, overextending or, 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 uh, you know, taking liberties with, with their time in the ring. Like it's, it's pretty regimented with, with how the card layouts are for those promotions to being Dragon Gate and stardom. Like, like they, they know when to, hit the red light and tell them to go home. <laughs> um, and Yeah. They're not, they're not like, you know, they're not conditioned to like have 30 minute ep- quote unquote epics for their title <laughs> matches or anything like that. Like it's not it's, necessary. And that I, I feel like a lot of these, these bigger promotions are kind of in the habit of like, Oh, it's a big match. So it has to go 20 plus or sometimes even 30 plus. And it's like, dude, like give us something different. Sometimes like we like, Fans like to be surprised. So if you end a, a big title match in like eight minutes or 12 minutes, uh, I'm sure the the general reaction from your fan base will be positive uh, more often than not, like as opposed to the these just long epics, if that's what you want to call them. They tend to like put me to sleep because, you know, you don't have to like it. It's it's a, every like everybody's kind of beating it with like a dead horse. I mean, it's like you have these long epics it's like you don't need to do it (laughs) no because then they don't they're not special anymore yeah exactly and and everybody tunes into the match and you know the first 20 minutes don't matter and you can actually honestly fast forward in most cases to the last 10 minutes and and really not miss much like unless you're you got a ton of hot shoes working over you know somebody's knee or something like that i mean it's it's or yeah, or Shingo, yeah, of course. I mean, the the pace on a Shingo Takagi match would keep you invested the whole time, but yeah, no, I uh I totally agree with you. Yeah, I I think those promotions are really really standouts this year and you know, over in Japan. All right. With that being said, let's wrap it up there. Joey, thank you so much for joining me on the uh, first uh post Perez bonus, post Perez extra. I don't know what we're going to call it. It's just post Perez, <laughs> you know. But uh we'll definitely have you on again in the future for for the for the guest host spot on this uh maybe next month we'll i'm gonna get someone different to join me on here but definitely the 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 invitation is always open for you joey well thank you wh and it's it's uh the pleasure's all mine i i have a ton of fun talking to you every time we we schedule a show together and um you know the the more shows the merrier I, i'd love to be back on but i also just love to uh put your radio or your episodes on on the weekend when I'm doing yard work or exercising or something and and just uh just listen to you guys uh the flames come out of your mouth with all the uh the hate or I hate is a beautiful thing (laughs) I'm not I'm not complaining it's uh but I I love listening to your shows regardless of who the guest is I I I think you're a great host and I think the the long and winding road has been a a lot of fun and the post pro you and John are are killing it so even if you get a new guest that's not me i i will not be offended (laughs) 
Thank you. I appreciate it. But definitely, you're going to be uh, back on uh, the show in the in the near future. But where, where can people find you, even though you don't really, you know, uh, do much on social media? <laughs> where can people find you still? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm on Twitter uh, at Joey underscore Bay. Um, as WH can attest, uh, most of my Twitter is pretty much just uh, pro wrestling praise. I don't like to throw too much hate out there into the world. I just kind of leave that to to stay in my brain and harvest <laughs> but uh yeah you could follow me there and and i'd love to talk to anybody about wrestling on there and then um i'm also on instagram at bowie underscore j and so i switched the first letters around because joey bay was already taken um but yeah uh, it's mainly about your cats though yeah that's about my cats and just you know unless i go to a wrestling show i'm not really posting much about wrestling anymore over there <laughs> every once in a while i'll throw something funny up there on a on an instagram story but yeah my wrestling talk is primarily on twitter <laughs> yeah, same with me i don't really talk about wrestling on my instagram or on my facebook or anything like that it's just my twitter is basically my fucking wrestling ranting and my spewing of toxicity and hatred it's good, good stuff <laughs> And here too, you know, when I'm not, when I'm not doing this show, but uh, I, you can find me at Twitter at WH park nine. That's the number nine. And uh, of course I'm, I'll be back next month with John Pollock uh, at the beginning of the month. And then two weeks later with a different guest host to talk about whatever, whatever else that John and I don't cover and whatever happens following the show that John and I do. And of course, next month, we're going to have a new long, and winding railroad check out the episode i just did with brandon thurston where he doesn't talk about the business side of things we actually talk about the in-ring product of a, of a match of a tag match between the holy demon army against uh, mr harmasawa and uh june Akiyama. really fun show brandon's great was on that, that show is that is that the 94 uh like or was it 94 95 classic no that's the that's the uh the finals for the tag league i think oh fuck i can't remember my memory is shed yeah, I'm I'm, th- I'm thinking of like the six thirteen ninety five or ninety four, whichever one every every year it gets retweeted and everybody's like, this is the best match. That's oh, that's ever the Misawa Kawata uh, Kobashi match. This is Akiyama and Misawa. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got gotcha. no, it's it's a real world tag league final. Like that's that's a, that's just as equally a great tag team match. See if you haven't seen it, Joey. I I really recommend it. You should then listen to the episode I do with with Brandon about it. It's well, fun, of course. Fun yes, okay. But uh, until then, uh, thanks to everyone who's been uh, listening to all the content I'm doing, including the, the Patreon show, uh, reviewing the uh, MCU shows on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the, uh, now, we, it was called the Re-WandaVision when we were covering WandaVision. Now we're reviewing <laughs> the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but we're going to be reviewing every Marvel Disney Plus show so we had to come up with an umbrella title. So it's going to be, it, it's the show called MCU later L eight, the number eight later, you know, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> check it out. Uh, we just did our first episode last week, me and waiting. And then the new episode is going to be dropping this Saturday um, after, you know, I get up at six tomorrow morning, actually to watch the Falcon and the winter soldier tomorrow. So John Cena, if you're listening, doesn't fucking spoil it for me on the fucking DMS. <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> uh i don't spoil anything for you wh oh did you see what happened in the new japan cup final motherfucker i know i didn't john because you fucking spoiled it for me anyways he's gonna laugh at this by the way okay, I, don't, I don't have heat with john Cena. but anyways um anyways until then check that out mcu later on the the patreon you gotta you gotta you gotta you know get on the the the, the patronage 
for for that show if you want to hear me talk about the marvel universe instead of like uh, wrestling though there's some wrestling talk in there but anyways i'm just babbling (laughs) thank you thank you for on behalf of joy to all the listeners thanks for checking us out here today and we'll talk to you next time until then goodbye